as I understand it. Rectangle of mediocrity. Wow, Craig, that was some outstanding stuff. Whatever, Kevin. You sound like a real nerd. How are you? Now I'm going off on a rant. Our guests are the meat to our stale bread. Yeah, just like Jackie Robinson. It is another edition of the Channel Partners Podcast, Coffee with Craig and Kevin. I am Channel Partners Executive Editor Craig Yalbreth. Joining me as always, the literal boy of summer, our business development lead, Mr. Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? (laughs) Craig, uh, you just keep coming up with these intros, and I do love the summer months. There's no doubt about it. And once again, I hear a song that coincides with episode number 42, I believe, Craig. How are you doing this, my friend? I rely on the internet a lot, I will tell you that. But in this case, in my personal collection, I was able to pull up Jackie Robinson by Everclear. That's what you hear there in the background. Jackie, of course, famously wore number 42. My only hesitation to do so, of course, was Jackie Robinson breaking the color barrier, such an important part of history. We can't even seem to break the good humor barrier here, so it might be in poor taste, but I'm taking the risk there. Speaking of poor taste, how are your Mets doing this year, Kevin? Well, well, first, Craig, let me allude to the fact that honoring Jackie is always a good thing to do. Just an amazing man and a very, very difficult and phenomenal thing that he did all those years ago for baseball and breaking that color barrier. But uh, well getting back to my Mets, I would say that they're they're doing awful. They started 11-1. and I think they've been the worst team in baseball since, so they got my hopes up. And then once again, squished them and crush them in a bad way. Uh, a lot of injuries. So it's been, uh, you know, a tough year. I really appreciate you bringing that up. I'm assuming you brought that up because, on the contrary, your Mariners are actually playing quite well. They have been. It's been uh, 17 years since they've been in the playoffs. They're uh, more than 20 games over 500. Uh, not been playing quite as well this past week, but uh, Mariner Nation's pretty hopeful. So we'll see what happens. It's just nice to be able to watch a little baseball in the summer. I'm used to counting them out by the 1st of June and just uh, trying to get through summer before football starts. So it's a little different this year. Yeah, I know what that feels like this year. Jackie Robinson, playing in the background in the beginning by Everclear, uh, is quite apropos because I actually have a painting that includes Jackie Robinson hanging in my office behind me, Craig. Did you know that? No. You know, my dad grew up a Brooklyn Dodgers fan, being uh, from Long Island originally, so that's why I'm a Mets fan, because when Brooklyn left, my dad couldn't like the rival Yankees, so when the Mets uh, were created in New York, I became a Mets fan. So yeah, I have a painting of Jackie Robinson, it's uh, Pee Wee Reese, Gil Hodges, Duke Snyder, and Roy Campanella from their 55 championship team there. Back to uh, today's baseball, I understand the All-Star game is right around the corner, and you might call this an All-Star edition of the podcast with Sprint talking about their partner program, and we'll see if we can get any scoop on the T-Mobile merger from them as well. Also, we'll have Holly Garcia, the impressive North American business unit leader with A-10. Yeah, it's going to be good, Kev. We'll get to that in just a minute. But first, since we're talking baseball and you were talking about the Dodgers there, uh, it's perfect timing because I've got something for you. You do? Now, we've been doing this podcast for, what, two and a half years now? Mm -hmm. And I really thought it was time to show my appreciation. I give you hard time a lot. We joke around, uh, give each other a bad time. But uh, I got a little story to set this up. 
Setting the scene, it was 1973, and my parents were at a Dodgers game uh, there at Chavez Ravine. And it's going to sound a little crazy, but it was the seventh inning stretch, and they're out on the landing because they went out to get some food. And keep in mind that uh, my mom was pregnant with me at the time. And out of the press box comes Vin Scully. Nice! So they almost run into him as it happens, and Vin looks at my dad, and he noticed my mom is pregnant. And, you know, this is always kind of awkward when people do this, but a lot of people do. He's like, do you mind if I touch your belly? <laughs> and my, yeah. So my mom says, yeah, okay, all right. So he holds his hand there for about five seconds, like he's some sort of fortune teller. And he pulls it away and says, you're going to have a son, and he's going to be a big sports fan. <laughs> uh, well, Craig, I got to tell you, as of right now, he, he's spot on. Yeah, and it doesn't end there, Kevin. Vin says, you should name your son Greg, after Greg Nettles, who had a pretty long Major League Baseball career. At that time, I think he was playing for the Yankees. Now, my parents wound up mishearing him, and they went ahead and followed his advice, but they did name me Craig, as it happens. And ever since then, I have actually kept in touch with Vin Scully. It's huh. quite the story. Uh, yeah, it's becoming quite a story. I'll tell you that, Greg. So, Kevin, I actually contacted my Uncle Vin, at least that's what I call him, and I asked him if he would do something for you. I, I asked if he, of course, he's been retired for a couple of years now, but if he would go ahead and introduce you as if you were playing in the major leagues today, and we would play that right here on the broadcast. What do you think? First, Craig, Greg, whatever your name is, I would say that I feel like you have a better chance of knowing fictional character Dana Scully from the X-Files than you do Vin Scully, famous announcer from the Dodgers. But if this is true, this is going to be awesome, I got to tell you. All right, let, let's play the clip. This is me asking Vin Scully to read Kevin's name as if he were being introduced in the starting lineup. Are you ready, Kevin? As the Kool-Aid man once said... Oh, yeah! Leading off for the Dodgers and playing second base, number 42, Kevin Morris. I mean, Craig, that, that's pretty cool, but I have to say that those clips seem a little disjointed. And, you know, maybe Vin wasn't feeling too well when he recorded it. Or, then again, was it just a bunch of Vin Scully clips pieced together? You are so distrusting, Kevin. You probably even think my story about knowing him was made up. Well, it's the first time I've been called distrusting, first off. Uh, usually I hear disgusting when my name's mentioned. But um, was your story made up, Craig? Because it kind of seems like it was. Kevin, isn't this the part of the show where you create a metaphor making a connection between all-stars and channel partners evolution? Let, let's move on here. Excellent change of subject, Craig. And let me tell you, you know I love a great metaphor. You know, it's, it's the all-star game, and we've got two all-star teams coming together on the same side, Craig, at Channel Partners Evolution in this October in Philadelphia. I mean, it is going to be incredible. Imagine if the yeah, National yeah, League Kevin, All-Stars Kevin, and Kevin, uh, uh, Yeah, I, I kind of feel like we've heard this metaphor before. Maybe we can just highlight a couple of the things the audience won't want to miss. Yeah, you know, you're probably right, Craig. I don't remember what metaphors I go. Because when I go on these metaphoric rants, I uh, yeah. kind of black out. And I just say whatever's in my head at the time. So, And I, and I often forget what that is. So, You were pretty enthusiastic, though. I give you kudos for that. Well, I appreciate that, Craig. You know what else I'm enthusiastic about, my friend? Day zero at Channel Partners Evolution, buddy. Are you ready for this? 
Sounds like some sort of science fiction movie, but give it to me, buddy. Craig, day zero is going to turn out to be a hero at Channel Partners Evolution, so you're going to want to book your flights to maybe get in so you can do some things by Tuesday morning. Kicking it off, we're going to have the Evolution Golf Invitational. It'll be our second one. Uh, the first one in Austin was a huge success. We're expecting about 80 golfers in total, uh, vendors and partners alike, to be at Scotland Run Golf Course just outside Philadelphia. So that should be a lot of fun. I mean, you got to get up early. Uh, you're going to need your coffee because it's an 8 a.m. start when you got to be at the shuttles. That is awesome. You said 80 golfers. You met 79 golfers and Kevin Morris, right? <laughs> I did, but I was just rounding up. <laughs> also, we're going to have uh, co-located with Channel Partners Evolution will be the Avant Special Forces Training. And from what I hear, these Special Forces trainings are amazing. So definitely worth looking into there. That kicks off at noon. Going from that, you're going to have the Alliance of Channel Women networking event. Um, that's always a huge hit at Channel Partners. Uh, we talk about it often. A lot of energy in the room, a lot of girl power. So just a great event to go to. And then additionally, you're going to have the first time attendee reception, which should be bumping this year because with all these MSPs and IT focused partners, Craig, there are going to be a lot of first time attendees coming to our show. And that's sponsored by Verizon. Uh, that's going to be at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts. So what a locale to have a party. Uh, should be a really good time for all the partners that are showing up at our show for the first time. Yeah, you mentioned that first-timers event, Kevin. That is one of my favorites. It's really the first time you get a really nice group together, people who are socializing, networking, talking about what they're looking forward to in the next couple of days. That's the type of thing that just gets me pumped up. Heck yeah, no doubt about it, buddy. Craig, that's enough about us. Uh, I think it's time to get to the interviews. The one company that's starting to go big at Channel Partners events is Sprint, which is rolling out an updated channel program this year and announced some new products at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo this past spring. That's right, Kevin. So let's go ahead and welcome in our first guests. We have Scott Valentine, Sales Director of the Sprint Partner Program, and Sasha Gorman, Vice President of Sprint's Smart Communications. Gentlemen, how are you? Excellent. Great. Thanks for having us. Glad to have you on the show today. Let's uh, not waste any time and address the elephant in the room, the proposed T-Mobile merger. Now, I know you can't say much, but uh, is there any news that you'd like to break right here on Coffee with Craig and Kevin? Let's have it. Hey, um, that, I mean, that's a great question to lead off with, Craig. I mean, let, let me think about that for a minute. The pink elephant in the room. Um, you know, I really can't, I can't say anything about that topic or I might get a pink slip after 18 years of Sprint. So uh, I don't want to risk that, but I will, I will say this, okay. Sprint Business Wireline, our business unit we formed a couple of years ago, you know, it could add to a combined company or even a standalone company due to the global fiber network and advanced enterprise capabilities we have today that TMO lacks. So, you know, it's up in the air, but there's a lot of good things that could happen. And either way, you know, I do see change and there's always change, but I do see that it's exciting and positive for the channel uh, because I will tell you, even with all the M&A media articles and distractions, our focus has been on building a strong cadence with our partners. Many of our agents, you know, frankly out there, they don't even know we have a global IP network. So we really are standing back up the channel and focused on, you know, being a leader in the channel uh, versus maybe a follower in the past. Does that make sense? It does. It makes me think of how I've been trying to form my own private company separate from Kevin for these podcasts, but so far, no luck. <laughs> you, you need any investors? <laughs> there you go. There you go. Just kidding. <laughs> You know, Scott, we certainly don't want you to get a pink slip from this podcast. That hasn't happened yet. Um, and I can tell you, I'm definitely worried about getting a pink slip every time I have to record with this joker. That's my co-host there. Yeah. <laughs> but 
getting back to the to the serious stuff here, Sprint had a big presence at Channel Partners Conference and Expo this spring. Thank you so much for the support. I understand you're rebranding your whole indirect channel. Can you please give us an update on what your partners can expect? Listen, I tell agents all the time we're a startup and a big corporation, and part of that's been because, you know, we've had different indirect channels for different lines of business. Two years ago, we were kind of in preservation mode with our program and maybe smaller investments or each group would invest their own things like channel partners in an effort really to remain relevant with the wireline side. We uh, are, were at the same time was beefing up all of our access footprint on the wireline side and also, you know, exiting legacy voice business. So there's been a lot going on in our business unit. Uh, but this year, you know, working with your team, uh, we have a nice presence at Channel Partners for 2018, and also uh, we're planning for 2019. This year, we had Pepper the Robot from SoftBank who greeted you know visitors at the booth and uh, with our wireline mobility and also the IoT teams. So, and I think we're also going to be attending um, your Channel Partners Evolution in Philadelphia. Yeah, we're we're investing more in the channel as we go forward for sure with you guys. I tell partners that, again, Sprint is a big brand. Everybody recognizes our name. The last couple of years, it's been really important to align our channel with the corporation. You see different companies making different decisions all the time with the channel. But we've been trying to align this, and Dave Falter, our channel chief, has been a strong leader in this regard to make sure that we have a long career in the channel and that we're building as a channel player. I think that's what everyone wants. I know that's what the partners and agents want. That's what we want here as well. As far as rebranding, you asked that question. And I think because of that alignment that we have and that we've been able to form as we bring the different business units together, we are going to have one marketing wrapper for the program going forward, and that will be the Sprint Partner Program. I think it kind of speaks for itself, but that will be for all lines of business. And in fact, you can find us at sprint.com slash partner. Sounds great, Scott. Speaking of alignment, I understand you have a sell with program where you link up channel representatives and the Sprint direct sales teams. How does that work? Yeah, good question. In fact, we just did launch a new sell with program. Let's face it, you know, many times a channel partner and a carrier are selling against each other. But if the partner has a value prop and our direct teams see, you know, one plus one equals three, then the channel becomes a force multiplier uh, in working with our direct team. And it's true, you know, we all know the channel has reach and relevance with customers. So once they have an approved teaming registration, we will team uh, all B2B wireline solutions and some things that Sasha's going to talk about here in a few minutes with our direct and indirect sellers working together. And I think the important point about this, beyond the fact it's kind of cool to have the teams working together, it eliminates channel conflict. Uh, Sprint's also going to compensate our partners 100% commission uh, in the teaming. So, And we're also on the verge of uh, launching a revitalization incentive in the channel uh, in July. While, so we're, you know, we're out there, Tier 1 Global Carrier. We're adding new service offerings. We've got a great teaming program, and we're going to be offering incentives. So I'm pretty excited about you know, our future in the channel. Sasha, as we now turn it over to you, uh, we know that products will be a big part of Sprint's roadmap going forward. At our show, you unveiled Smart UC powered by Broadsoft. This was a part of Sprint's larger smart communications platform. Can you tell us a little bit about what that platform is all about? Sure. So I joined Sprint in January with the objective of trying to take a really robust set of solutions that cover the gamut from uh, employee communication solutions, collaboration solutions, to all the way to customer engagement solutions, and try to innovate those solutions for our customers and our channel partners. 
And so in my group, we've got product managers, we have project managers, we have sales specialists, uh, and we have sales engineering specialists. And all of these folks are working together in a small group, like I said, intending to come up with interesting ideas that we've seen in the market and then bring them out both to our own sales force and to our channel partners more quickly. And so those solutions include unified communications. So one of the things that we did, this is the launch of my first product in this group, is the launch of our Smart UC solution, which is a broad, soft, broad cloud-based UC solution um, that we've developed very heavily on top of. So it's completely a white-labeled solution. And really the objective here is to address what I've seen as some shortcomings in the UC market, which is as we move into the upper end of the, the midsize and enterprise companies really embracing cloud solutions. The reasons what, why those companies are coming to service providers, and if you look at just that market segment, it's a little over 40% of that market seg segment wants to purchase from service providers. And in my view, that's around issues of scalability, security, and reliability, right? There's the expectation that when you go to a tier one provider, you're going to have telco grade reliability. So we chose Broadsoft as a solution for us to build on top of. Broadsoft is by far the largest cloud UC solution on the market. And I think a testament to that strategy is that after we decided to go down the path with Broadsoft, Broadsoft was acquired by Cisco. And so, you know, you think of Cisco as, you know, the most secure, most reliable route switch communication solutions on the market, but not one that really has been, I would say, sophisticated when it comes to a cloud strategy. Broadsoft really fills a gap that was in the Cisco portfolio. And I think where we gain differentiation is that we really developed well and de uh, developed heavily on top of that broad cloud-based solution to address things like endpoint protection and potential tip penetration within endpoints, issues of mobility first, so having Sprint-branded clients that can be on a smartphone, that can be on a tablet, being able to enable a completely distributed mobile workforce and have that uh, link seamlessly with brick and mortar facilities. And the thing that we're seeing is we're seeing really nice traction among the hundred to a couple hundred users. But we have a really large set of deals that are in the hopper right now that are over a thousand users, which surprised me as, this, as we bring this uh, solution out into the market you know, pretty quickly that we've had this kind of momentum. So in this portfolio, we also have Sprint's SIP solutions in my smart communications portfolio. So we're actually rebuilding our entire SIP environment so that we can SMS enable every phone number that goes through that environment. We're having our entire SIP run through Sprint's IMS course so that we can invite additional services like call recording, uh, real-time speech analytics, voice biometrics, uh, identity and authentication services will all run through the same network that undergirds our SIP environment. And then we're building additional applications on top of it, like our smart UC solution. We also have a conversational SMS solution that's being released that's actually driven by artificial intelligence. So this is Sprint Business's first artificial intelligence solution that we'll be releasing probably in the next six weeks within my portfolio. So we have some really exciting things going on. We think a lot of these will really benefit the channel because they're things that uh, A, you can only get through Sprint. And, and also when we go out and talk to customers about how do they want to collaborate with employees and how do they want to engage with the, their customers, it's always about digitization 
and how we can mesh different channels of communication and how we can make sure that those solutions are secure and integrated with all the applications that you've got on site. Well, Sasha, that's a great message to take to business customers and partners alike. Maybe drill down on that just a little bit more about how your customers and the channel partners can take advantage of this opportunity. Everything within my portfolio, all of our solutions will be able to be sold through the channel. And we have a team of sales and sales engineering specialists that can help the channel to find opportunities to document and manage discovery and to sell those deals. And everyone that I've brought in uh, in my team that's in a leadership position, they're all relatively new to Sprint, but they've been in this space for a very long time. These folks are there to help the channel be able to sell the solutions that are in my portfolio. And then in addition to that, I think what we've done over the last six months is we've rationalized our portfolio so they really have the right set of solutions for customers from a UC and customer engagement perspective. So our core solutions are really, like I said, around UC collaboration and contact center. We're Google's biggest service provider partner. We're Microsoft's biggest service provider partner in the US. So we really have a ton of momentum around these solutions. Sprint business's fastest growing solutions are in my portfolio. And then in addition to that, one of the things that we'll be launching over the next few weeks, and I, I described a little bit about Cisco's acquisition of Broadsoft. So the guy who was the CEO of Broadsoft, Mike Tesler, is now at Cisco. He's running not just their service provider and UC solutions, but he's also running Cisco HCS and also running PSTN Calling within WebEx. We're working with them on some really interesting, innovative partnerships that will allow the 20,000 Cisco reps around the world to be able to sell cloud UC solutions in addition to being able to help the indirect channel that may have, let's say, WebEx teams and WebEx meetings, but it doesn't have PSTN connectivity and there's no true Cisco cloud solution on the market, they'll be able to sell that through service providers with our partnership with Cisco. So we're really excited about that. That will be announced over the next few weeks. And we think that we're going to be in really, I think, a differentiated path very quickly. So the first six months of what I was doing was just rationalizing the portfolio, building this really, I think, smart team of entrepreneurial folks within Sprint Business. And now we're getting to a point of really, really interesting differentiation, both for customers and for the channel. Sasha, that is some phenomenal information on what's to come from Sprint moving forward and how not only is Sprint differentiating itself, but you're helping your partners differentiate themselves in the marketplace as well with their customers. So just great stuff there. Before we let you go, we do have to ask you the most important question you're going to get today, and that is, do you have any hidden talents that either you know your partners or your colleagues might not even know about. So this is part of our ongoing segment, The Channel's Got Talent. And Scott, I think we're gonna put you uh, under the bus first. We'll let you go first here. Well, the only thing I can say is you don't find me on the golf course very much. I'm usually in the pool hall. So, you know, I like to challenge people at pool and instead of putting, I'm putting with a, a pool cue. So, uh, you know, if there's any uh, of our competitors out there that, you know, want to challenge me to a game, I'd be open. I like nice. it. Wow. Pool shark. I, were you the Tom Cruise character in The Color of Money? Yeah, let's play. We're going to have a lot of fun. <laughs> uh, no. No. Oh, gotcha. Not, but uh, that would be nice. <laughs> Sasha, how about you? So, well, you know, A, I feel like, you know, Scott kind of set the bar high because now, you know, he's, he's a hustler, right? So he's really put himself out there. 
You know, the only one that I'll, I'll say, and maybe this one goes in the background of Scott's, is that my childhood four years of piano lessons, I can still, the only thing I know is I can play Louie Louie with three fingers, regardless of the situation. I can play it on any piano that you put in front of me. A, 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 D, D, E, 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 D, D. Keep practicing. I mean, maybe that'll be the soundtrack to you hustling, Scott. <laughs> I, I like love it. That. A couple shows ago, one of the parties I remember had dueling pianos. Remember that, Kevin? Maybe we'll get him uh, doing Louie Louie with somebody else. I like that. Yeah, that was uh, at Channel Partners Evolution in D.C. Well, guys, thanks so much for your time today. It's been exciting to learn what's happening at Sprint and with your partner program there and all of the new products that you're rolling out. And uh, we'll see you on down the road. Thanks, guys. Thanks, thanks guys. Craig, I got to tell you, that was some great stuff from Sprint. Uh, exciting to see what they're bringing to the channel and looking forward to seeing them at Channel Partners Evolution. It's also sure. nice to get a couple of talents in there that could actually be on a stage. Couldn't agree more, Kevin. I am loving this Channel's Got Talent thing. This was your idea, so kudos to you. Maybe we could put together a traveling road show with these talents. Yeah, uh, as long as we charge about a nickel a pop, I think people would come. <laughs> so, you know, Craig, when you think baseball, you got to think about some of the all-time great baseball movies. That leads me to ask the question, Craig, what's your favorite baseball movie? It has got to be, it's cliche, it's a lot of people's favorite baseball movie, but it's got to be Field of Dreams. Oh, you're always taking my favorites on these things, Craig. Field of Dreams, also my fave. Uh, carry on. And since we haven't prepared for this segment at all, you're just going to have to come up with another one on the fly here in just a minute when I'm done talking about Field of Dreams. <laughs> I'll be ready. <laughs> I'm sure you will. You know, Field of Dreams has so many great scenes. From the beginning, if you build it, he will come to the end where his dad actually shows up in the cornfield. My favorite scene, however, though, is with James Earl Jones, where he doesn't believe him the whole time about the farm <laughs> and, and talking to him. And he's leaving Boston, I think it was, where he went to meet uh, James Earl Jones. And he's turning the car around. And the visual, it's like a 360 shot. And then James Earl Jones is like standing right in the middle of the road. And that just gives me the chills because you know at that moment that he believes him and he's just waiting for that validation. Man, we were the only ones who saw it. Did you hear the voice too? It's all right to admit it. It's what told me to find you. Did you, did you hear it? Go the distance. Yes. It is. It's an epic moment in the movie. And, and I was just going to say, you know, one of the great things about Field of Dreams beyond the, the dad-son relationship there and baseball as a whole and the love of baseball are the, is the side characters. The side characters are great. Kevin Costner's wife, played by Amy Madigan in the film, is hilarious in some of the scenes she has. And her passion, just like Kevin has a passion for baseball, she has a passion for books. And there's a scene with that. And James Earl Jones is, is awesome in it. I love the scene where he's trying to get him out of his apartment to go to the baseball game. And, and Kevin Costner pretends he has a gun in his, in his pocket, but it's really just his finger. It, it's just hilarious. So, yeah, just a great movie. But I guess that means I got to give you my quote-unquote favorite baseball movie. Uh, but it is a very close second, a little more adult, I would say, than Field of Dreams. Maybe not one for the kids just yet, but even though I saw it when I was about 14, I think, was uh, Major League. You know, you got some great actors. You got Charlie Sheen winning 
back when he was on his game, and, you know, as one of the pitchers, Wesley Snipes, Tom Berenger, uh, Corbin Burnson, back when Corbin Burnson was big, there was a time. It's a great all-around movie, lots of great quotes, a fun, somewhat raunchy at times, I would say, though, uh, baseball film. So those guys are all great in the movie, but I love Serrano, uh, played by Dennis Haysburg, who, of course, went on to be the uh, president on uh, 24, one of my all-time favorite shows, and I think he's doing what insurance commercials now for Allstate. He's slinging insurance now, yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. So so many people who were, some of them who were well-known at the time, but uh, others who went on to great uh, fame in other things as well. Uh, I couldn't agree more. Love Major League. All this talk has gotten me feeling uh, pretty nostalgic for the uh, childhood, for the 80s, my friend. Yeah, you know, agreed. Agreed. Back when my knees didn't hurt every morning when I went for a jog. Oh, here we go. Someone who wasn't even around in the 80s has to chime in. That's right, Kevin. That is Digi, our digital services robot mascot, who is here, of course, to remind us of all those digital services that the traditional channel partners should be pivoting toward. Really? So what's he saying about all these digital services now? Well, Digi actually just did some analytics of our podcast, and he determined that my jokes are hitting for a solid average, while yours are falling under the Mendoza line. Wow, Craig. So Digi actually thinks you're somewhat funny. And even worse, he thinks that I only hit on one of five or even less than one of five of my jokes. That is absolutely ridiculous. Obviously, something's broken in his digital services system. You know, you're the one interpreting him. So it's probably what you think, because all he says is beep, boop, beep. (laughs) But you know what, Craig? You know, enough again about us. Uh, Let me tell you, our next guest on the show has definitely been batting a thousand lately. Ten for ten. Let's welcome in. Holly Garcia. She's a vice president and North American business unit leader with A10 Technology. Holly, how are you doing today? I'm really well. How about yourself? Doing great. Thank you so much for joining us. To kick things off for our audience here, Holly, uh, you were at Ingram Micro for most of your career until joining A10 Technology earlier this year. What drew you to the company? Oh, gosh, yes. So I was with Ingram um, just short of 18 years. And prior to that, I was with um, another IT distributor. So I've spent my 20 plus year career, which I started when I was 12, by the way. Let me just point that out Um, (laughs) (laughs) in distribution. And so the immediate opportunity or interest for me with A10 technology is moving to the manufacturer side. And certainly over the years, I've had a lot of colleagues leave distribution and go to manufacturing or, or going to a reseller partner and, you know, sharing those experiences with me, right? And so that was certainly an interest point, but also that um, A10 is really looking to make an, an investment in the U.S. business. The company's been in business almost 40 years, and Kevin Chen, who is the founder and CEO, is thinking about, you know, what does he need to do differently um, and and how does he, you know, support his different regions to have another successful 40 years. And so interestingly enough, and and this is, you know, kind of the change or evolution that's happening with A10 technology, I'm the first non-Taiwanese country leader. And um, I think I was like maybe a week or two shy of being the first woman country leader, for, certainly is the first woman in, in the U.S. And so Kevin is thinking very differently about um, the North American business 
and um, looking to bring in uh, a, a sales leader and somebody that has experience um, in working with the channel here um, in North America, and I certainly fit the bill there. So I think the, the innovative thought process in approaching the business, the investment in the U.S., and certainly the technology. I did a lot of you know homework relative to the solutions that A10 manufactures and brings to market and have over the last six months that I've been here definitely felt like A10 technology is one of the best kept secrets in the IT channel. So that all of that um, is, is what brought me to A10 technology. That's fantastic, Holly. Congratulations to you and all your success. Uh, great to learn more about A10 today. Speaking of that, why don't we talk about uh, some of the company's products and services and what role partners play in distributing them? Absolutely. So, you know, I would tell you partners are at the core of, of our business and we've made some changes that I'd love to talk to you about um, maybe a little bit later in, in this conversation. But, but about A10, our tagline is simply better connections. So we are a connectivity company. We are specialized in connectivity and management solutions in specifically the IT and pro-AV business. I mentioned that the company has been in business for um, 39 years, 22 of those years with U.S. presence, and um, they're a global leader in, uh, in KVM switching. So the portfolio today spans across Soho Solutions, SMB, Mid-Market, and Enterprise. Really a focus for us is in that kind of mid-market enterprise area. And we bring to market, We actually we are an OEM and we manufacture 99% of our product line in KVM. So cable, desktop, rack mount, and extender um, KVM switches, as well as um, we also uh, support server room and data center with our LCD uh, KVM. We have also uh, management solutions, so software solutions that complement our switching, our hardware, that help support being able to have a single sign-on to the console management of a KVM over IP switch. So lots of um, of solutions that span uh, the KVM market. We also have a line of Pro-AV solutions as well that span the range of video integrated solutions that support home theater, commercial, corporate environments. We offer switching, uh, splitters, extenders, and converters with the various audio and video and control interfaces that are required to have a a relevant solution in that space. So very uh, rich, deep product portfolio in the KBM and the Pro-AV product space. And so, you know, you asked about kind of where do partners fit in this? Well, prior to me coming on board, um, candidly, we were doing some business direct with end users, doing business direct with partners, and we were doing some business with distribution. And with the vast distribution background that I have, definitely wanted to put those relationships to work for us. And so we moved to 100% um, channel model, leveraging our distribution relationships and putting everything through a partner. So as of um, May 1st of this year, we are 100% channel company, everything through a partner, everything through a distributor. So I mentioned where partners are really at the core of our strategy. They absolutely are. We have completely reworked our pricing strategy to give um, VARs and system integrators benefits, uh, deal reg, and those types of things. So Everything that we're doing, we've got um, the partner and um, enablement and um, a value-based business model focused on, on our partners. 
Ali, that is outstanding. Uh, no doubt the partners enjoy hearing that, that you have an extensive product and service portfolio, as well as that you're a 100% channel model here in North America. Can we dive a little deeper into A10's channel strategy? I'm sure that you're implementing some things that the partners will want to know about that you haven't already discussed. Yes, absolutely. So I mentioned we redesigned our pricing strategy to give our benefits. We um, updated our deal registration program. We're leveraging our distributors, so we're putting uh, more inventory into distribution so that it's just in time stateside. We were suffering through some of the challenges of manufacturing the product in Taiwan and then you know, bringing it over and, and getting it through customs and such. And so we've made an investment in North America to not only have uh, more inventory in our local Irvine warehouse, but also to have our distributors carry uh, more inventory as well. We also have resegmented our partner base, and with that, re, um, resegmented or reorganized our sales organization. We have doubled the number of salespeople in the last six months, and we also uh, created an inside sales team, which didn't exist in North America. So really trying to think of um, you know, when the rubber meets the road from a, a selling and an, an order management standpoint, Again, how can we more effectively support partners? And so, you know, really working through every aspect of the channel model to make sure that we're delivering more value and that we are creating an ease of doing business. We're improving the customer experience along the way and that we're driving costs out of the model. And so what my team and I talk about is ensuring that we build um, a channel strategy at A10 that allows our partners to make more money with A10 than they can with one of our competitors. And along with that goes ease of doing business. So being nimble, being flexible, you know, having the yes, if conversation versus the no conversation, those are all things that we're talking about as a team to be able to support our, our partners and our customers, quite honestly. So big, big, big focus on that and a big focus on you know, evolving our strategy to become more channel friendly and really support that 100% channel model that we've got going. That is some great stuff, Holly. We talked about you being the business unit leader for North America at A10. I've been told that your ultimate career goal is what, running a country? Is that what I hear? I mean, Kevin doesn't even run a country when he plays Risk. <laughs> How did you yeah, know what's that about? Like it, well, it's not like a, a POTUS role or anything like that, right? I don't want to be, you know, the next president of the United States, but but certainly I'm running a country from a, a CEO perspective. So, you know, being able to have responsibility for every aspect of the business, you know, working at Ingram, I certainly had a lot of opportunity with the business unit roles that I had in the past, you know, managing billions of dollars, you know, hundreds of people, um, a little bit different scale here at A10. We're working towards all of that. But, but I'm, I'm challenged by continuing learning, um, the continual you know, learning process and you know, being able to take some risks and kind of lead change. And candidly, that's one of the, the reasons why I moved to ATEN is because I saw a lot of those aspects in the North American business unit leader role. Um, and so you know, definitely kind of helping me stay on that path. Um, to get to, you know, my ultimate goal, which is, which is to be a CEO. So a lot of those things are within my, my role today. So definitely feeling like I'm, I'm on, the, you know, the right path from a personal, you know, growth and career perspective. And at the same time, with 
all of the changes that we have going on here at A10, you know, leveraging my past experience and candidly leveraging the solid team that I have here and, and their experiences and their strengths to make A10, you know, a wildly successful, profitable and, and growing company here in North America. That's fantastic. Ali, that, that was very well put. Um, I was going to say running a country. Wow. But from a CEO perspective, you get to leverage your awesome team there at A10. But I have some trouble leveraging anything on this podcast because my co-host is Craig. I feel like I'm running a country quite often here as well. I'm first on the masthead, buddy. You are. You are. That's only because you write the masthead. But um, getting back to the more important stuff, Holly, you know, all summer long on Coffee with Craig and Kevin, we've been playing the channels got talent in line with America's Got Talent running all summer. So what talent would you bring to the stage um, that maybe your colleagues or your, your partners don't know about? Well, so I have to tell you, I, you know, I, I know that you've been, you know, playing the channels got talent and I, I suspected you were going to ask me this question. And I really have been thinking a lot about, you know, what talent could I share? And I had to phone a friend because, you know, I mean, there's just so many endless talents that I have. Uh, and so the friend I phoned was my daughter and she said, mom, we've got to work on that with you. So I, I here's what I would tell you. Um, I am going to take that as an action item to develop a talent. But in the meantime, I'd love to be a guest judge if, uh, if that opportunity um, opens itself up because I do have a lot of opinions. So I don't know if that's a talent. <laughs> yeah, I, there was nothing that I felt that the audience would be very interested in knowing was a talent of mine. So, you know, I, I was going to tell you I can whistle, but then you'd ask me to whistle and my whistle is really awful. So again, I go back to, I would just be glad to be a guest judge. So would you be more of a Simon Cowell or a Heidi Klum? Um, well, <laughs> I would probably start out like a Heidi Klum, but then move, you know, as I got more comfortable, become a Simon Cowell, I think. <laughs> yeah. That's well said. You can start telling it like it is once you know the chair is yours, right? Exactly. Exactly. I think you got to kind of work into that, right? So, and not having much talent myself, or at least self-professing that I don't. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I think I would have to build toward that. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Holly, thanks so much for your time today. It's been a lot of fun to learn more about A10 and, and the fact you want to be a judge. I don't know, Kevin, that, that's kind of taken this channel's got talent thing to a new level. We may have to consider another award come the end of summer. Most innovative sure. idea. I like it. I like it. It's all about disrupting. Right. <laughs> I like it too. I like it too. Well, thank you for, for the opportunity and, and your time as well. And stay cool through the summer. Will do. You take care. Thanks, gentlemen. All right, Kevin, great to talk with Holly there from A10. I feel like she's really going places. Agreed, Craig. Uh, like the Jeffersons, I would say Holly and A10 sound like they're moving on up. <laughs> For sure. You know, distributors are playing a much bigger role in our Channel Partners events, uh, particularly our fall show, Channel Partners Evolution. And the same could be said for MSPs. I understand you've got some early returns to back that up. I sure do, Craig. So with the MSP 501 list just going live about two weeks ago, I believe, from Channel Futures, our sister brand, the MSP 501 awards dinner is now starting to fully take shape as we know who those list winners and award winners are. So we have been reaching out our VIP services team to these MSPs to recruit them to the show to be a part of that dinner and awards gala. And I have to tell you, the early returns are fabulous. Um, right now, our attendance is 51% MSPs based on the current registration. Again, we're three months out, 
but that is a much higher level than we've experienced in the past, and it, it really shows that with 51% MSPs, you got to assume there's a good number of agents and, and VARs and, you know, SIs, but it's really becoming the all-encompassing IT communications channel event that we've expected Channel Partners Evolution to be. Wow, that is impressive. I am uh, really looking forward to this show in Philadelphia coming up October 9th through the 12th, probably more than any fall show I've looked forward to in the past. And, and as people have heard us talk on this podcast, we, we love going to our shows. We most certainly do, Craig. I mean, we get to see the partners, the vendors, our clients, each other for the most part. That's pretty cool. So uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Love everybody. But, uh, you know, it just can't wait. It's three months away, but it's going to come real fast, I can tell you. All right. And before we let you go, Kevin, you'll like this. I've got a second song kicking up here in the background to commemorate our 42nd episode. It is 42 by Coldplay. Wow, Craig, a second song by Coldplay. You know, I really liked a lot of their older stuff. i got to be honest with you. I've seen them in concerts, so uh, very impressive. A couple, again, I'll use the word apropos songs, at least as they relate to me selfishly. You can download each and every one of the 42 podcasts, Coffee with Craig and Kevin, by going to SoundCloud or by going to iTunes, typing in Channel Partners Online in the search box, and you'll find them all there. Go ahead and subscribe to us. We'd appreciate it. And if iTunes isn't your thing, you can just check us out on Twitter and find episodes there at DigiRobot, D-I-G-I-R-O-B-O-T. Thanks, everybody. Have a good one.